Hello, football faithful, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Double Doink Podcast. My name is Brendan Deeg, and I am uh, joined by my co-host, as always, Eric Warner. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you can, give us a rate of five stars on whatever podcast platform you listen on, and make sure to subscribe as well. So today we're going to go a little bit different. We usually have a special guest every other episode. However, with the Chicago Bears being eliminated from the playoffs, we're going to change it up a little bit and do kind of two episodes this week. We're going to go kind of uh, Chicago Bears focus this one and then kind of go Saturday games and focus on the Eagles Cowboys later on this week. We're going to have a couple special guests on the episode later this week. So make sure to tune into that one. Um, it should be a good one. So I'm going to completely not talk about my Eagles and the big Carson Wentz win as much as I want to. Um, I know my co-host right now, this is going to be probably his last time that he will be able to talk about his Chicago Bears. Because, you know, later on you don't want to talk about teams that are eliminated. So I'd rub it in. But 7-7 yeah. <laughs> seven and seven and the Eagles seem to, you know what, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. So, Mr. Eric Warner, the Green Bay Packers win 21-13. Probably one of the most heart—I don't know—heartbreaking. One of the most heartbreaking this year. Yeah. I don't know. What about um, the Robbie Pinero kick? It was maybe up there. Yeah. What happened with number forty-nine at the end there, man? Um. Yeah. <laughs> that that lateral play. I was actually so mad when the play happened and they threw it short of the end zone. I was like, "What are they doing?" And then they get the laterals working, and then all of a sudden, I'm excited, thinking, "Oh my God, they're gonna do it." <laughs> And then number 49, Jesper Horstead, just doesn't pitch the ball to Allen Robinson, I who was wide open and would have walked in. I just don't understand it. He also, Horstead, went to Princeton. That's an Ivy League school. <laughs> so what? What are they teaching down there? I don't know. He doesn't make the pitch, but that aside, we've talked about the officiating in the NFL a number of times this year. I, I hate blaming the refs. I always chirp the guy who says the refs cost us this game. The refs were the reason we lost. I hate that guy. But I am that guy this week. Yeah. I thought this was one of the worst officiated games I've seen in a while. It started with a call. I don't know if uh, if you guys have seen it. Go to my Twitter, at Bears Talk underscore. I tweeted out the play I'm talking about. The Bears were punting. And I believe it was Tremont Williams on who was receiving the punt for Green Bay. Comes in, does not call a fair catch, fields the ball, is immediately tackled by Cordero Patterson on an amazing special teams play. Ball is loose, Bears recover. <laughs> for some reason, no idea why, the refs call catch interference. Right away I thought, oh, he called a fair catch. Um, why did Patterson hit him? You look at the play on re replay. He never called a fair catch. Patterson got there about a second after he caught the ball. W lowered his crown a little bit, but did not hit the head. It was a clean legal hit, I thought. Ball loose. Bears recover. The correct call would have been Bears ball at midfield. Instead, the Packers get the ball at the 35 they score right away, I believe, too, right? Two or three plays yeah. later, they score and go up 7 nothing. And, yes, it was early, but the Bears getting down early 
is what led to Mitchell Trubisky throwing the ball for some reason 53 times. Let me emphasize that. 53 pass attempts. That's what leads to it when you get behind early. The Bears are never going to win a game where Mitch Trubisky (laughs) throws the ball 53 (laughs) times. Everybody knows that. I love it. I love it. It was... It goes back to what you said last week, where you want a eye in the sky type exactly, referee. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say something to you before uh, for the podcast. Do you think that like that play should be reviewable? Like it's that's that's clearly it's just a guy waving the hand, right? Fair catch. You know what I mean? That's a clearly easy reviewable play. Yeah, you know and what I mean? any, that, that should be able to com- be overturned. You know what I mean? The commentators like, both even said right away after one replay, they both looked at each other and said. The refs got that call wrong, and it took one replay. It didn't take super slow-mo. It didn't take different camera angles. It yep. took one replay. Even watching live, it was obvious. Yeah. And it, it was a huge call in the game. It was the biggest biggest play of the game. Huge momentum shift. Yeah, it, I think you you see, you were kind of defeated after that. I, I didn't see it. Um, I was watching those Redskins, but... Um, look, in Lambeau Field, that's a huge play, right? Like, yeah. You got you to get every chance you get. Um. You know what? Look, this is kind of coming back to our last podcast. This is the officiating's getting out of control. Um, the Eagles Redskins game, for instance, that's the game I watch one o'clock. There's flags everywhere. Uh, you were upset with the officiating in the Bears Packers games. It feels like every single week we're getting one of these. Yeah, exactly. Every single mm-hmm. week, and um, it's got to change. That's besides the point. I know. You know what? You know what, Eric? I know you're frustrated by that. You guys still did mm-hmm. have a chance at the end with that. Uh, Potential yeah. lateral. Um, it's, it's you know what it proved. To, it proved to me that the Chicago Bears are not far away. Look, you guys are seven seven. Like it's, but that's it's there what's for the so taking. frustrating. Exactly. This is, yeah. This season against our two games against the Packers, we gave up a total of thirty one points, which is I. Th- it was the lowest two game total of the Aaron Rodgers era versus the Bears, and we went zero and two. Yeah. And it's it's just extremely frustrating season. I'm almost. I don't want to say happy it's over. Like, I just, after I, I it was over, it was like, You feel finally, like it's, it's finally time to look towards the future. Because yeah. they have a good future, right? And, look, yeah. I, I'm I'm a, I'm a Matt Nagy guy. I'm, I love the Andy Reid uh, coaching tree. Um, I do. I yeah. think he's a good coach. But I, I was kind of saying this earlier. Like, you cannot be throwing the ball 53 times. Uh, David Montgomery, again, only 14 carries. Three Cohen only eight carries again, not enough touches. We're coming from back from behind. I, I get yeah. it, but he is still your he's your biggest playmaker. Um, look, it's it's frustrating. I could get I felt for you. Um, we're gonna kind of take a look back at the Bears season a little bit here. Kind of what my thoughts are. I think the defense regressed big time. I think yeah. Chuck Pagano might be on the hot seat. Maybe could be. There was a lot of injuries towards the end. I agree. The but. Akeem Hicks injury, and he, you saw the fa- the uh, effect that Akeem Hicks had in this game, and yeah. he was only playing about he was better than seventy five. He, he took over Fletcher Cox this year. He was yeah. He was, better, he was yeah. about seventy five percent of snaps, and it made a massive exactly. difference. I agree. Yeah, they held Aaron Jones in check. Um, that injury, looking back on it, really really derailed the season because he actually got hurt that game against Oakland, and as soon as he left. John Gruden just gave Josh Jacobs the ball yeah. every play, and they just ran right through us. We couldn't yeah. – we we did not make the proper adjustments, and it was a massive injury. That's another game too, right, the the Oakland game in London. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Keem Bix going out, like, 
Defensive tackle is the biggest. If you have a set defensive tackle, yeah. it completely makes a difference, right? He just he yeah. takes pressure off Cleo Mack. Uh, a lot of people are giving Cleo Mack heat this year. Um, he, he did, did have a down too, though, year. He, he did, had a down did. year. I'll give him yeah. that. But I I want to see them next year. Uh, Mack and Hicks healthy. I think they're as good of a one-two punch as there is. In and Rokon Smith too. Right, he got hurt as yeah. well. You, you guys, like, there's so many pieces there. The guy, I, want, I want to kind of turn back to Clue Mack for a sec. So, without a first-round pick this mm-hmm. year again, right, um, what do you focus on uh, before you kind of before you kind of rant about what should happen? I kind of want your focus on exactly where you think the Bears should go in the draft, what free agents. Uh, we yeah. were kind of looking at quarterbacks, maybe. Chase Daniels, a free yeah. agent. The, so, the that, ex- that means they need a backup quarterback or a starting quarterback. The quarterback yeah. decision is one of the toughest uh, I can think of. I'm happy I don't have to make that <laughs> yeah. decision. That's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, it is. Um, the first thing that jumps out at me is the offensive line took a really big step back. I And it was it's mo- mostly depth at the position. Cause Kyle Long got hurt. The guy that we uh, brought in, uh, his name was Coward. He was a converted defensive tackle. They just threw him at guard. It's like that. We're in the NFL. It's not good enough. We band aids on broken wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Kyle Long actually might have played his last game as a Bear. He yeah. he hasn't stayed healthy for years now. Um, the Bears' offensive line's kind of been a little bit of an issue too. Yeah. Um, so before Trubisky, I think there was 2016 or 2017 Trubisky's rookie year. He was he, was he was yeah, yeah he was out his head was uh, getting hunted. But so so offensive linemen I think should be the number one priority um, in this offseason. And um, probably the biggest difference on the defense from last year, aside from Vic Fangio, but the on-field personnel, we had a slot corner, Bryce Callahan, who was as good as it gets in the slot. We replaced him with Buster Screen, who's as bad as it gets in the slot. I actually don't know how Buster Screen is in the NFL, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like the bad. Bears always kind of just pit, like, that was... It was put guys. I think they had uh, was it Mukamara not yeah, too long ago. Like, yeah, and Fuller are fine. Yeah, Kyle Fuller was a guy that completely turned around. He was mm-hmm. on. He was getting trade talks a couple of years ago too. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I I will say this. I think the Vic Fangio loss was huge. Like it, it their defense just regressed big time, and the offense didn't step up when they regressed. Right. Yeah. So you had you had Matt Nagy not being able to take over the Vic Fangio loss and. Yeah, like you could blame Trubisky all you want, you can, but it was a, it was a team effort there, or a team loss in my opinion on the offense. There wasn't a lot going on. So yeah. my question for you, if you're Matt Nagy, what do you do at the quarterback position? Um, so there are some potential options out there. We briefly, briefly touched on it. You got a couple of free agents and guys like Teddy Bridgewater, Mariota. Ryan Tannehill's slated to become a free agent. I'd be surprised if he gets there the way he's playing yeah, in Tennessee. I think Tennessee re-signs him. Um, Winston is a potential free agent, but he has franchise tag written all over him to me. He's stepped it up the last few weeks. Side note, actually, Jameis Winston has a chance to lead the league this year in yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. And he, he had a, he's, he's playing for his job right now, and he's yeah. actually looking okay. And Winston... Yeah. First quarterback in NFL history to throw back-to-back 450-yard games. That's never happened before, and Jameis Winston does T- Tampa it. Tampa would be stupid to let him go. Yeah. yeah you say something. So, look, let's go Mariota. Um, you re-sign Chase Daniel, maybe, or you draft. And you don't have a yeah. first-round pick, right? I think Marcus Mariota is an interesting one there. Um, Matt would... Nagry bringing him. Andy Reid, the Andy Reid tree, yeah. right? They like their quarterbacks like that. I, I, think, almost... I, I would be shocked if he doesn't go to Chicago. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. 
Um, the other thing about bringing in Mariota, the aspect I like is, does that light a little fire under Trubisky's exactly. ass? Yep. So you have a, uh, a little uh, training camp controversy going yeah, on. Yeah, a competition, exactly. yep. a healthy competition. Yep. Um, and maybe that could get the boat the best out of both these guys. Um, I don't know if there's a team out there that would give Mariota a starting role. Yep. Unless they they do something similar to what like the Dolphins are doing this year and tanking. I think Mariota's kind of proven that he's not a 16 game starting caliber get your team to the playoffs quarterback. Yeah. Um, maybe a team throws him some money if they're trying to tank and they just. They don't want to be an embarrassment, yeah. so they. Yeah. He's at least, he's a, he's a professional quarterback. He's kind of got like the Tannehill from last year, right? Yeah. Like he, so they shipped Tannehill to Tennessee, and then he had to take over. It's going to be the exact same position. Look, that one's interesting to me, and I we were kind of taking a look at this before. They all their weapons are back. You got Allen Robinson one more year. Drake uh, mm-hmm. Owens back. The only free agents you got on the defensive side, all your weapons are back, and they have an underrated offensive arsenal. And I feel like if they can yeah. get the right. The guy, guy, I don't know. The, the one guy who might not be back uh, would be Trey Burton. He's a yeah, he's he, a big time. Um, he was a bust for potential to save yep. some cap. Um, yep. The tight end position this year ha- was irrelevant. It was yeah. irrelevant, and that's the that's the uh, quarterback security blanket. When a guy's struggling like Mitch, having a nice tight end would have been nice. Um, yeah, you're kind of looking at the NFL. The NFL is trending towards you need a number one tight end. Uh, you got Kittle and Gronk all the time, right? When Gronk yeah. left, Patriots are struggling. Uh, you yeah. can take a look at Seattle. They went through four tight ends. Hollister is stepping up. Yeah, that that's a good point. I feel like uh, the Bears might want to look that mm-hmm. way. And you could find a tight end in the second round. You can if he yeah, drafts well. They, they tried that a couple years yeah. ago with Shaheen. He hasn't developed yeah. at all. It's disappointing Jay Burton didn't work out. I remember when you guys signed him, I said you guys got a good one. I love Jay Burton. Uh, Philly special quarterback. Yeah. The Foles. I, I love them. I don't know what happened there. I feel like, you know what? I feel like it was kind of light in the bottle with Philly maybe. And then he won. He was the number one tight end. It kind of didn't work out properly. I don't know. But you know what? Chicago's uh, offseason is going to be very interesting. Uh, you know, I'd be excited if I were you. I'd be, I'd be really yeah. excited. There's a well, lot it's, of It's a really there. weird spot because I'm so excited coming into the season. And like you say, a lot of the pieces are coming back next year. And, Hopefully they have a bad taste in their mouth this offseason and come back motivated. So one last question for you. Would what would you do with Matt Nagy? Is he on the hot seat? Is he I, I want your something that one. I actually want to touch on next is um the incompetency of the Browns. And I, I strongly believe in like the the Pittsburgh Steeler formula of consistency. Consistency right? yeah. with your coaches. I I Nagy was not the reason. We didn't make the playoffs. Was he? Could he have been better? Probably, but I I think it would be way too early. It would be very way too Cleveland Brownish yeah. to fire him after. Well, this I don't season. think you fire him. I, f- I feel like his seat might be hot, and he's got to figure out what's going on at quarterback. Right? Yeah. He'll probably have the owner's ear. He'll definitely yeah. have a lot to say. And his job's on the line. He was actually um, he was not a very qualified coach when they hired him, right? He was only, yeah. he was only off the court for one year. He did have a good year. They went 12 and four, yeah. but you know what? He was kind of like the, the trendy, like exactly. Doug Peterson hit yeah. and then they hired him right away. Right. Yeah. Andy Reid, any offensive coordinator for Andy Reid, you feel like gets hired. Like yeah. Mike Kafka right now might be, uh, they're looking at him. Candidate. like, yeah. yeah, he was, he's a 32 year old quarterback. I remember he was a quarterback for the Eagles. It's wild. Yeah. The Andy Reid coaching tree, uh, it, it goes deep. Yeah. But you're you're touching on the Browns there. Um, we do want to hit on that an absolute yeah. uh, I heard, dumpster fire. I heard a report. I heard a report earlier in this week. This was, mind you, before the loss to the Cardinals that 
ownership in Cleveland, because of their past of how many coaches they've had in this past decade, were leaning to keeping Freddie Kitchens. Yeah. <laughs> so I just made fun of I just made like say, fun of an organization saying that they fire coaches too much. But in this case, I can't I can't think of a plausible <laughs> reason for keeping Freddie Kitchens. And uh, listeners, I don't know it. Anyone that doesn't like Freddie Kitchens more than Eric Warner, he yeah, he right. hates him. And you know what? I oh, I, I, agree. I I agree. Like he, you have every right to. You just don't have trust in him. And you know what? You you're onto something there from the start. I remember when they hired him. You said there was a bad hiring. Uh, there was a lot of personality in the locker room, and they did they brought in the running back coach that was brought yeah. in. To like, you know, it, it, it wasn't so it wasn't the right fit. And you know what? The biggest issue is you're never going to see what the potential talent was of that team, right? Yeah. Like they had they had so much talent across the board. Uh, report is that Jarvis Landry and a couple of teammates were yelling at the Cardinals sideline saying, take me, yeah. get me here. The Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if they're doing that in that game, yeah. the locker room's lost. Yeah. He, they can't bring him back. Jarvis Landry was their yeah. best player this year. He was he was rock solid. And if he's yeah. doing that. Chubb. Chubb leading the no, NFL but, and rushing. But, but, think of how no, much. I, I agree. But at the same time, Jarvis Landry was what Odell was supposed to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he, he did show up. But th- you can't have a guy like that saying across the sidelines, like, So on, that's my me. that's my, uh, like, big issue with the uh, Browns. Actually, you said I don't like Freddie Kitchens. I actually like Freddie Kitchens because he's made me some money this year because I'm betting against him <laughs> every week. It's been one yeah. of the easiest money makers of the season because they were yeah. – last week being favored on the road made no sense to me. It well, just Arizona was 0-6 before that. I, I, I bet on Arizona a couple times and they, they – they hurt me, so I, I stayed away from that. But no, you know what? I I agree with you. Um, it's just a it's a gong show yeah, they got going over there. It's it's I feel actually bad. something I feel bad for or bad for Browns fans. I do, and I, I yeah, it's tough. They, I saw something. They're um they're the only team who did not have an over five hundred record this entire decade, and. Over that stretch, their winning percentage was like two sixty nine yeah. <laughs> over a decade. That's tough, and that's also a lot of high first round picks that they have just missed on. I, I do you, like I don't know what you do at the quarterback position. Like Baker Mayfield was awesome rookie year, then he just completely regressed, and yeah. he's looking. He's not looking like a guy that can lead your team too in like press conferences and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shaving his mustache in the middle of the game. Yeah. yeah. Um. But actually, so a question I would have for you is part of that gong show was Odell Beckham Jr., a serious position of need for your Eagles, Philadelphia yeah. Eagles is wide receiver. One, would you give up assets for him? And two, would you think his on-field play is worth the off-field it's tough to say because I would uh, shout to Fourth and Jaw podcast. Uh, Gail Sanders was saying this on uh, the podcast. He he saw a couple of New York Giants practices, and he was just, he's a me guy on the on the sidelines. You know, like, all about yeah, me. Exactly. Number yeah. thirteen. That was in New York, right? They in New yeah. York got rid of him, right? They signed him to extension, got rid of him. Now yeah. Cleveland signed to extension. They're gonna get rid of him. You yeah. know what I mean? Where there's smoke, there's fire. If yeah. I'm the Eagles, I would love Odell Beckham Jr. here. I hope. The talent. We could love save, the talent. Exactly. I hope we could save them. You know, like I, I think you know what? It's a risky move. I would give up anything more than a third round pick for him. That's what and, I mean. And I don't think he goes for anything more than a third round pick. Right? What do you like? What do you yeah, go for? No, maybe there, maybe a player there was and, a, some, and a third or fourth. I don't know what else he do. There right? was some talk about uh, the Cleveland medical staff not 
um, properly diagnosing a sports hernia early in the season. So Baker, I think Baker might have said that to help Odell. Oh, there's you know what rumors I mean? about that. Yeah, too. Exactly. The whole what thing's you, a drama. Why are you saying that about your medical staff? Yeah, like, there's oh, uh, there's just so much drama around this team. <laughs> It's, it's ridiculous, it, but that, that's a you know what we're we got to hit on that in the off season. What the, when in a, after Super Bowl, yeah. what, we got to touch on that. It's you know what it's going to be interesting because they were like Super Bowl on paper. That was like that's what they had before the season, and the only other thing they did was get in a fight with them. With yeah. Receivers. <laughs> like, yeah. What, what else do you remember the Browns for this year, right? Other than yeah, Freddie Kitchens. It, it's it's embarrassing. Um, yeah. You know what I do want to touch on too uh, before we uh, before we go because we're going to have a podcast later on the week. Drew Brees was lights out. Knocking yeah. me out of semifinals of fantasy. Setting. Four yeah. touchdown passes, record setting. So actually, I got a question for you. What do you find more impressive, the all-time touchdown lead or the 29 for 30 single game completion percentage record yeah. he set last night? Because he actually set two records. If you look, if you look at his completion percentage and like touchdown passes and interceptions, like he's blows it out of the water. Yeah. Like it's not even close. 29 for yeah. 30 is in the NFL is it, it, so remarkable. It sucks because I wish Drew Brees had a better team. Like Sean Payton had a, took a while to get that team going. They had bad yeah. defenses kind of back yeah. in the day. Their defenses were like record setting bad. You know what, Drew Brees? Like it's tough to rank them. Uh, I know we we did want to touch on this. Like, I don't even know where to put him. Like I feel like you, you got to go with Tom Brady or Peyton Manning like one A one B. I think Peyton Manning's best quarterback of all time, but I feel like Tom Brady did it better as a football player. Like Drew Brees ever won an MVP? He you know never, I mean? won, never won an MVP, which yeah. is ridiculous. And he just flew under the radar as as a as a fan, like growing yeah. up watching. He was him. even even after good years in San Diego, they were doubting him. They gave up. And, the, yeah, yeah they, they sent them away. The yeah. and Miami, Miami didn't yeah. take a chance on him because they were worried yep. about his shoulder. Yeah, so they passed on him. What are the? That's probably the best free agent signing of all time. Drew maybe, Brees. yeah, it's maybe. And it's it's remarkable. I mean, he wasn't even really. I don't believe out of. Uh, high school, he was a highly touted guy. He ends up at Purdue. He's only about five foot ten. Got the yeah. small hands. Doesn't fit any bill of uh, professional quarterback, and yet he's the leader all time. He's touchdowns. the most accurate throw of the football of all time, and it's yeah. not even an argument. He's it's gonna. Should, yeah. And Sean Payton mm-hmm. and him, they, that was lightning a bottle. That stuck. Like they were like meant to be together. Yeah. You know what? I'm not. I. The Saints. I can't. I can't stand them. The the refereeing. Uh, refereeing uh, scandal. Complaining the fans and uh, of course Alshon Jeffrey drop. Yeah. And besides the NFC East, I'm not a big fan of the Saints, but you know what? Uh, yeah, he's, he's completely. Him. You know mm-hmm. what? That franchise they he put that franchise on his back with the Hurricane Katrina thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when they they he won, saved the city and they won the Super Bowl that year. There was talks yeah. of the Saints leaving uh, New Orleans before all that. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Respect to Drew Brees. Uh, mm. Thanks for knocking me out of fantasy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, thanks for listening in. Uh, just a reminder, again, we are going to host another episode later on this week. We're going to have a couple Eagles podcast friends that I was on, the Eagles vs. Everybody, hosted by B3 Radio. Uh, we're going to talk Eagles-Cowboys, and we're going to kind of dive into the Saturday games. Big Patriot Triple Bills. Header. Exactly, Triple yeah. header, you know baby. Yes, rest <laughs> in peace Thursday night football. Thank yeah. you, Lord. We're getting to Saturday. So don't remember to, or uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate five stars, and I hope you guys tune in later on this week. And Thanks, guys. See you. Talk to you later.